Good morning. Good to see you this morning. Uh, if you got your Bibles ready, you can turn to Mark chapter 1 and just hang on there for a little while. Mark chapter 1. And we'll get to there in just a minute. We're going to have uh, lots of volunteers today. Uh, we're going to do a little different type of a message. Uh, I was talking to Pastor Dave, uh, Pastor Dave and uh, we were talking a little bit about what to do. And he gave me permission to teach a message like I would teach the children. And so today you get to have a message from Jam. And I'm doing exactly what I would do up in Jam. So as far as I'm concerned, you guys are all sixth grade and on down. Okay? So I'm going to treat you guys like sixth grade on down. And uh, as we get started, though, I'm going to have all the jam kids to come and sit right up here for me. And uh, if the jam kids don't mind coming and helping me a little bit, uh, just come and sit right here below the table. Uh, we got, I don't know, two, three, maybe even four object lessons today, so get ready for that. No fire, no explosions, so I don't have to worry about that. But uh, we do have some bugs and some food, and we'll see how all that pans together. But uh, uh, excited to... To do this today, uh, we will be uh, the way we do jam upstairs is we use, utilize a lot of people, and so my my staff don't know this, but they're going to be involved today, and so I'll be calling them up, and so uh, I'm going to need some volunteers, and uh, so first one I'm going to use uh, will be Micah. Sorry, Micah, but I need you to come on up here. If you can just if you can just sit up here for me, um, the only thing you'll need to do as you sit up here is take your shoes and socks off. All right, you can sit there. The other volunteers will be uh, my two daughters, uh, Tiana and Jessica, if you don't mind coming up here. Okay? And then you can sit right here also. Okay? I promised Tiana that I'd let her sit down. That way she doesn't stand on her feet all the time if you don't know why. So she came, by the way, surprised me last night about 10 o'clock and drove up here to hear me preach. That was kind of fun. To, I was surprised. I... I almost went out with a gun because I didn't know who was driving in my driveway, you know. And here was my daughter. So, anyhow, good to have my family here. Um, then I'm going to have, uh, besides the kids, let's see if we get this out of here first. We're going to have uh, Spud. If Spud can come up here and figure a way to sit up here. Uh, Lesberry. Gary Denver. And by the way, you guys won't have to say a word. So, okay, I'll do the preaching. You guys can just kind of live that out for me. And we've got to do our best not to hit the equipment because they're going to sing afterwards. So if you could sit up there for me, that would be great. Sorry, nope, don't have to say anything. Shh. I, I wish you wouldn't, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, make sure I got my whole list here. Okay, so today uh, you need to pray for the two gals up in the sound booth up there because uh, normally I control PowerPoint myself because I use uh, lots of pictures. I use this uh, PowerPoint, something I live by. And so usually I have the button right here and I just control it. And I preach by looking at what's up on PowerPoint, okay? But we can't do it here. So I handed them my notes today and 53 PowerPoints. And so we got to figure out how to do this together. So if it seems like it gets a little complicated, we're going to be communicating back and forth. And I think at the end, it will work out real well. You guys ready? Okay, so here we are. So today, um, if, if you were up in jam, there's a couple things that we do, uh, but I thought I'd let the kids tell us first. If you guys come upstairs and you run in the diner, what's the first thing we do? Eat. Eat. So we, we always have a snack. That's what these guys are up here for. And 
The snack is very important to us, by the way. Let me see. So every Sunday when your kids come up, they get cereal milk. And so today, each one of you guys will get cereal. I did not bring the milk, okay? Well, my favorite cereal is Lucky Charms. Can you understand why I like Lucky Charms? Well, it's because there's marshmallows in it. There was one time in my life when I was younger, my mom and dad bought me this cereal, and so I'd pour it in a bowl. I get a little more than you guys do, okay? And so what I would do is I'd pour the box in there. My mom and dad didn't know that, by the way. They're here today, so I'm confessing my sins, okay? Well, I would pick all the marshmallows, and I'd put them all in a bowl because I liked marshmallows, okay? And then when I was done having a bowl of marshmallows, I'd put it back in the box, okay? And then I wouldn't eat that cereal again because there was no more marshmallows in it, right? So it's just something I have always enjoyed doing because the marshmallows are really good. So I made sure each one of you guys have at least three marshmallows in your cereal, okay? And by the way, each one of you guys get a treat today. So if I could have a couple ushers come up here and we can hand these out, they get them. That would be good because everybody needs a snack. And each one of your kids got one right here. But you're going to get it now because we're going to do something else too. So if you could pass one, each one of those out. And I'll be, my goal is by the end of the message, <laughs> all the marshmallows will be gone. That's my goal. Uh, no, those there. Just the two bags. If you can go down one on each side, that'd be great. And this could be, yeah, you're going to have to just do two bags. Okay, sorry about that. I'll give you my bowl, but mine. Okay, from that point on, kids, what do we do after snack? What do we do? What's the first thing? If we're done eating and then the next thing happens, what do we do? We sing. Before that, what does Mrs. Olsom ask you? Mrs. Olsom comes up, says, good morning. How are you guys doing? She talks about your day. How's school? How's homework? How's everything else? Now, what does Mrs. Olsom ask you? Do you have... You bet. So, stand up. Ask the congregation to lift up their Bibles. Everybody lift up the Bibles, and we're going to see who brought a Bible today, because we always count how many Bibles. <laughs> Look pretty good? Looks pretty good. Thank you, guys. We're going to be using our Bibles today, and it's important to the kids that they utilize the Bibles. Even though we put verses up on the screen, they always have their Bibles open so they can make sure we're talking about the same things. Very good. After that, then what do we do? You just said it. We sing. We always have worship songs, and we do special worship songs. So I've asked uh, Mrs. Dimmer and her daughter, Megan, to come up here, and they're going to lead us into a worship song. So now is that time, okay? So we have picked a special song that we'd like you guys to sing with us. It is called... No, oh, no, no. You can't forget the hand which is so important. So we're going to do Fruit of the Spirit because we did a, mess, a lesson one time on the Fruit of the Spirit. And these ladies taught them the Fruit of the Spirit and did a great job. And so the key is, is you guys are all sixth grade and under, so I want you guys to stand up. It's going to have the words up here. The whole congregation gets to do the, the, the hand motions, and we're going to sing this song together. We just hope it all works out here. Here we go. The fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut. The fruit of 
the spirit's not a coconut. If you want to be a coconut, you might as well hear it. You can't be a fruit of the spirit, because the fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Now use your hands. There we go. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. Gotta sing. With the fruit of the spirit's not a banana. The fruit of the spirit's not a banana. You want to be a banana? You might as well hear it. You can't be a fruit of the spirit, because the fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. Oh, the fruit of the spirit's not a watermelon. The fruit of the spirit's not a watermelon. You want to be a watermelon? You might as well hear it. You can't be a fruit of the spirit, because the fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. a hand. Good job, kids. Okay, you can go sit down, mom and dad, grab yourself a cereal, and we'll get started. Just grab one right out of the box, or one of these is fine. Thank you guys for helping. Go ahead and grab your Bibles, you know. Turn that Bible to Mark chapter 1. Okay, let's get ready to the first PowerPoint. The story today is about a mountain man. The mountain man we're going to be talking today is John the Baptist. One of my favorite lessons to preach about. Uh, John the Baptist is one of my heroes. Uh, I love how he had a purpose in life. Don't necessarily love the way he ended his life, but I love the way he had a purpose in life and how he fulfilled that purpose. Um, I went to, and I decided, let's look at what a, power, a mountain man would be. And so I Googled it and I came up with six hits. Uh, and so this is one of them, modern day mountain man. Do you uh, recognize this guy? I don't know this guy. I recognize him, but I don't know who it actually is. Next one is a History Channel mountain man. They have given this guy. He has his own channel. He lives in the mountains, and that's just something he does. And we all know by Duck Dynasty, the mountain man. He has, that's his name and title given to him. See if you know this one. How do you, you guys know who Harry Truman is? Well, they give him the title mountain man. Now, he died in Mount St. Helens, right? And then we got Cy. Now there's one more. Cy is given the mountain man, but the real mountain man I saw the most hits on is Phil Robertson. And he is the title mountain man, according to Google and the internet. 
Not in my eyes. Uh, they're all good guys. But today we're going to look at what a Bible mountain man would be like. And uh, it's a, a very interesting subject. John the Baptist's life is very exciting. And uh, these guys here are going to help me look at it. So um, we're going to be looking at all four Gospels today. Okay, we're going to be bouncing around and because all four Gospels tell us the story of John the Baptist. So we'll be looking at all these passages. But for, for first, let's open your Bibles to Mark chapter 1 and let's see what verses 2 and 3 have to say. First of all, it says, As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Let's uh, continue on and let's see what it says in verse 4. Well, the exciting thing about verse 4 to me is when it talks about John the Baptist, it says he appeared from the wilderness. And so I can just imagine in this town, uh, all of a sudden John appeared as a mountain man that he was. And we'll talk about what he looked like and what he, how, how he did things. But he showed up all of a sudden and he came to preach in the wilderness. And he came and he, his message was repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was his message. That was his purpose. And so, a couple things we know about John, and leave it there for right now, but the Bible is very specific of what he dresses on. And so, today we're going to use Micah as my mountain man. And so, Micah, I'm going to have you come up here, and I've got my two ladies. They're going to come up and help, help me. But I went and I, I searched for his outfit. Okay? Now, it says, go ahead and turn it. Okay, he wore a uh, leather skin and he wore a belt around his waist. Okay, so stay right there. So ladies, come on up. And there, there's his outfit. I want you to dress Micah to the best that you can. And we're going to make him look like a mountain man. Okay, now this here goes around his waist. I could not find a camel's hair, so we got an Australian sheep hair. Close to it. Okay, but that's going to go around his waist. Okay, yep, just... I picked somebody a little less heavier like I am, so that way it'll fit you real well, I hope. Got to go a little lower, otherwise it's going to... There we go, there we go. Skinch him up here. There you go. You might want to help him. There we go. Got in there? Okay. Now, this year I actually did a sew job myself, so it kind of goes around his head. You see how the string goes in there? You got to kind of figure that out. There we go. You can't figure it out, can you? Just go around his... That's his... Uh, I call that his jacket. Guy there? Yes. No. There we go. He figured that out. Okay. He's even got a nice little collar here. That way, if he gets wet and rain, you got a little hat. Okay, skinch it up there. There we go. And this is for you to hold. <laughs> there we go. And what else we got in there? Oh, sandals. And by the way, if you have a camera, this is a great time to take pictures, by the way. Because who knows where this will show up on a wedding one day or something like that, you know. So this would be exciting. Okay. So. John the Baptist. Uh, we, oh, yeah, we got something else here for you, too. Hmm. Look at that. <laughs> okay, what do you think? Yeah, give him a hand. Hey, you know, I, I was wondering, because everything John wore, I'm sure he found in the wilderness, and you got to think, you know, the lifestyle that he had. And I don't know about you, but if this guy came to my town preaching the word, it'd be kind of weird to listen to him. But the Bible tells us that people listened to him. The people listened to him, and they did what he said. And it was exciting. And he is a true mountain man. Thank you. You can be seated. You can take your clothes off now. But you can do it down here. <laughs> okay. 
Next slide. Well, we also know that John loved food, okay? And he had a specific diet, and that's where these guys come in. Um, we know that he loved wild honey, which, not quite wild, but it's pure, so we'll turn it around. And we know he loved wild crickets. Oh, I'm sorry, wild locusts. I couldn't find wild locusts, so I got live locusts. Crickets. Um, we, we ate these the last time, by the way. Right, kids? Yeah, we did. We got up there, and man, we dipped them in honey. And these guys volunteered last time. <laughs> okay? The hard part is when you open this up and you try and grab one, they go everywhere. Sorry, Lenny. Where's Lenny at? <laughs> oh, there, sorry. So we're going to be really careful tonight. But what I thought we would do, you know, is a chair empty here? It's not me, but... I'm thinking we need a younger kid here, don't you think? So I was thinking CJ could come up here, <laughs> okay? Have a seat. Oh, good, yeah. Well, CJ, graciously, last time, was the one that ate the wild honey and the locusts. He dipped it nice and... And uh, the thing that we learned from two years ago is you, you have to chew it because if you swallow it whole with honey in it, it sticks right here and the whole time you're preaching it crawls back up. Okay? <laughs> By example, okay? So we don't be very careful. So, so what do you guys think? Do you want to tip this today? Really? <laughs> I was going to give you a way out, really, seriously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to have you come up here and sit with me for a little while, but uh, I don't think we want to eat it today because uh, they weren't very good last time, you know. They, they pop in your mouth, and it's just not very good. So, Okay, thank you, guys. You may be seated. Give them a hand for coming up here and, and helping me out anyhow. <laughs> I know you would have. The kids and us enjoyed that last time watching CJ eat one of those. So that was exciting. Okay, Mark chapter 1, verse 5. It says, and all the country. You notice it says all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were coming out to them. Those aren't my words. Those are exactly what the Bible says. And they wanted to be baptized. Uh, They heard the message. They repented of the sins and they wanted to be baptized. So John baptized them one after another. But in verse 7 of of Matthew chapter 3, it says, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and, and Sadducees coming into his baptism, he said to them, you brought a vipers. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not presume to say to yourself, We have Abram as our father. For I tell you, Abraham, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. That's something good for us to listen to. Okay? How are we bearing fruit? How is our daily life? Because the whole message today is we're talking about a purpose. John the Baptist had a purpose. What does your purpose look like? And are you fulfilling it? Verse 11. I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. In John 1.27, it says, says, untie, whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So in John chapter 21, this is something that to me is really kind of exciting. Because can you imagine John the Baptist uh, preaching the word, uh, telling the people to repent, baptizing them one after another, telling them all about Jesus. Because his message and his whole purpose is to prepare the way 
for Jesus to come. And it says here, the next day, guess who walks up? Next day, he saw Jesus coming toward him, and he said, this is the greatest introduction I think I can think of. Behold, I love the word behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is he, this is whom I've been talking about it. This is the guy I've been telling you guys about. This is why we're repenting. It is all about Jesus Christ. And here he comes. Jesus walked from Galilee to the Jordan to John for a purpose, and he wanted to be baptized. After John hearing about Jesus wanting to be baptized, he said, I can't baptize you. I need to be baptized by you. But yet you come to me. Matthew three fifteen through 17 says, But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And what did John do? He baptized Jesus. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water. And behold, that word again, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, there's that word again, a voice from heaven said, think about this, Jesus being baptized, he comes out from the water, the heavens were opened up, and a voice from heaven, it's not an angel, it's God himself, says, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. If you ever wonder how important baptism is, Listen to the words after Jesus got baptized. This is my son who I'm well pleased. Well, what do we know about John the Baptist? At this point, his life was foretold in Isaiah. John was a messenger with a message. His ministry was to prepare the way. He was a voice of one crying in the wilderness. His message was to prepare the way of the Lord and to make his path straight, is what the Bible tells us. He lived in the wilderness. He was a mountain man. He was very bold. He knew his purpose. He had great clothes. He had good food. He had a very simple life. Didn't own anything. People listened to him. Some hated him. But he obeyed and fulfilled his purpose. We know that being baptized is important. If it wasn't important, then why would Jesus do it? And when Jesus did it, God said, Behold, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. These are the things we have learned about John the Baptist. Then, the ministry of Jesus began from here on. And John the Baptist is not done yet. He has not fulfilled his purpose. So he still has another another job to do. But there was a king. There was King Herod. What do we know about King Herod? Well, King Herod, from this point on, has a huge impact on John the Baptist's life. We know that King Herod seized John and put him in prison. We know that John spent the rest of his life there to fulfill his purpose. Let's open your Bibles to Mark 6, 14 through 29. Would you open your Bibles there for me, please? I will have it up on the screen, but if you would open your Bibles, it would be good to see Verse 14, it says, King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some said, John the Baptist has been raised from the dead. That is why these these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others said, he is Elijah. And others said, he is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. You just learned the end of the story for John the Baptist, by the way. Okay? For... 
In verse 17, it was Herod who had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother's Philip's wife. Think about that. Herodias, his brother's Philip's wife, because he had married her. In verse 18, it says, For John has been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death. But she could not. For in Mark 6, 20, it says, For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he kept him safe. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. In verse 21, But an, but an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for all his nobles, military commanders, and the leading men of Galilee. Gave a big party for his birthday. Invited all the important people. Verse 22, but when Herodias' daughter came in and danced for them, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it to you. And he vowed to her, whatever you ask, I will give you up to half of my kingdom. Wow. I'd take half the kingdom. Give me that opportunity, I'd take half the kingdom. But no, she ran to mom and she said, she ran to mom and asked, what, would you, what should I ask for? And she said, the head of John the Baptist. So she came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. So what happened? On Mark six twenty six, it says, And the king was exceedingly sorry, but because of his oaths and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. So what happened? And immediately the king sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. And he went and he beheaded John the Baptist. The life of John just ended. John's purpose just ended. His life from this point on was exactly what God planned for John the Baptist. You've got to wonder what our purpose in life is. As many of us know, many of us are still searching. The fact is, if we have Jesus in our heart, we have a purpose. John's purpose was just fulfilled and he ended. In verse 28... And, and he brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. So his life just ended. When the disciples heard this, they were very sad. And they came and they took the body and they put it in a tomb. And the life of John the Baptist ends in a tomb, but not before he prepared the way for Jesus. How do we know our purpose? How do we know what God wants for our lives. So, I'm speaking to the kids here today. Kids, it's not too young. You're not too young to know this. You're not too young to start talking to God. We talk about the Holy Spirit almost every week when we're up in jam. What is that Holy Spirit? How can you understand the Holy Spirit? It's kind of confusing to the younger kids, but as you grow, that Holy Spirit becomes part of your life. And us adults, we, we understand that. We know that. Many of us are still getting to that point ourselves. The Holy Spirit is the one that allows us to know what our, our purpose in life is. Men, we have a huge purpose. It is our purpose. One of our purposes is to know God. One of our purposes is to be in the Word. One of our purposes is to be on our knees praying, talking to God. It is our purpose is to, to lead and to lead by example. So our purpose is to lead our family, lead our wives, lead at work, lead our church. God has planted that in each one of us men. The world today tells us just the opposite. 
I don't know about you, but man, watching the news, it seems like I hear more. I don't need to do it. The government will do it for me. Well, nowhere in the Bible it tells us that. So, man, we need to continue to step up to the plate and, and be the man of God that God wants us. God first before anything else. God first before anything else. The way we know God is to be in the Word, be on our knees, and understanding that on a daily basis. We can't go long periods of time without God being in our hearts. Um, to the women, same challenge. God first. Be on your knees praying. Be in the Word of God. The, Pastor Dave does such a great job at teaching us the Word. He never bends from the truth. He, we dig in the Word on a daily basis, and the Word is where the solutions are for all of us. I challenge us as a congregation to continue on studying in the Word, being a part of that. To continue on with our purpose. If you have a job, is that our purpose? Is it, is it your purpose to be out sharing? The kids and us talk each Sunday about sharing with somebody else once we leave this church. We talk on a consistent basis of how the kids handle school, handle the playground. It is important that we live our lives the way Jesus wants us to live our lives. Jesus is the very best example of everyone. And his story goes on from here. He begins. John the Baptist just had a purpose. And, and he fulfilled that purpose. And, and, and again, the mountain man in him, he did exactly what God wanted him to do. It's a, just an exciting thing to look at his life and to see how his purpose in life was on a daily basis as God presented that in the four Gospels. Would you pray with me? And I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. Father, I thank you for the kids in this church. I thank you that uh, the word of God is preached every day as we are up in jam. I thank you for my staff that's up there that works hard up there to do the same, how they are part of the team. I thank you for the mom and dads who train and raise up their kids. I thank you for this congregation. Father, I just pray that we will take this life serious here. As much as there's so many discouraging things happening in the world, we know that you are in charge and nothing happens without your approval. So today, Father, as we worship here and finish this service, we thank you and we praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen.